Shall we do the music? Let's finally do it this week. Woo! Hi. Hello, Amy. I'm here as well. I'm listening. (laughs) I'm here as well. (laughs) Don't forget about me. Um, How are you doing? Um, All right. Um, Everyone, last week, sorry. Um, (laughs) That was not my fault, but um, the laptop decided to explode. Yeah, it cannot be helped. No. I know it's not like the best thing we're doing right now, but this laptop is, I want to say seven years old, and it's doing all right, but I've replaced the hard drive, replaced um, the battery for it, and hopefully it should be okay for now, and I have ordered a new laptop to make sure that everything oh, goes smoothly you? from now on. Yeah, uh, I have spent a pretty penny. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's not funny how much laptops cost. <laughs> no, it's not. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. It really thought, infuriates me. But I thought it's worth the investments for it. So. Cool. I was just about to say we probably shouldn't tempt fit again because literally this time last week we were saying how your laptop had lasted you seven years and how it had done yeah. so well. I know, <laughs> and, and I was even like stroking it. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anyone out there, um, if you want to say hello to my laptop, her name is Rebecca. And she is. Is she? <laughs> I don't know what laptop years are the same as a human years, but she must be at least a thousand years old. <laughs> She's like a, a tall oak. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, Sam's gone mad in lockdown. Yeah. Um, I'm surviving all right. <laughs> so, anyway, this week, we did try and do it last week, and we got the recordings done, but it's just because my laptop exploded that we were able to sort of retrieve the information back. So we're basically going to redo last week's and hopefully give you an insight into some of uh, medical imaging because last week you went to go get your brain fixed, done, looked at. Not fixed, I got my brain scanned. (laughs) Someone sniffed at it and went... (laughs) That's some bullshit. <laughs> Someone just took one look at my head and just went, no, fuck off. No, quick. <laughs> Get it out of there. It's not okay. It's working too hard. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So we thought we'd do some medical imaging podcasts because I feel like it's a little bit more aligned with like our field as well. And yeah. Well, it definitely is. But, um, yeah. So we're going to do this episode on MRI. And then next week, I'm going to be doing a bit more on PET and CT. And and then next, the week after that, we're sort of going to do a mix of like X-ray and ultrasound and loads of yeah. cool other stuff. So it's going to be like a month of medical imaging. So if you're new to this field or if you're starting uni and you want a basic sort of like premise of what it's all about, this will probably be actually a good listen for you guys. Yeah, you, hopefully. You might, you might think, oh, 
Is that all it is? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get into uni, start learning about it, and then you go, hmm, that podcast explained it really badly. <laughs> and then yeah, you yeah. can tell us what we did wrong, and then because uh, uh, <laughs> In the next few minutes, you're going to get Amy trying to explain spin. And um, for anyone out there who already knows about spin, I can already hear you laughing. <laughs> because <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> not at your explanation. It's just the actual explanation of spin is ridiculous even yeah. in the most scientific terms because it's not spin and things don't spin and there's no poles and it's not movement and it's not directional you really use your brain to imagine what i'm about to say it's a very yeah. difficult podcast to do on imaging without any images (laughs) not only for like imaging sake but also for just explaining the theory because it helps to visualize for most people i imagine so like in the description this week uh there's probably going to be a few sort of basic pictures of what we're sort of trying to aim for like in a we'll sort of just explain the brief brief sort of um premise of what things are and then if you're still quite confused Hopefully these pictures might sort of like point out a bit more towards what you're actually yeah. trying to get to. Yeah, they might be able to help my slightly shit narration. <laughs> <laughs> you try to explain a visual thing audibly. It's it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. So. Yeah, but we're gonna give it a go. And yeah. like we we are chemists. Like these are things that I should know. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, like we actually do have like a pretty good sort of idea of this stuff so like if it sounds like it's going over your head um it might be because we're just sort of like not realizing we're not breaking it down enough yeah Um, i think to be honest i'm probably not going to go into major detail just for the fact that i know there's quite a lot of people that aren't chemists that listen to the podcast as well yeah so like and i think obviously the whole point of doing this is just to kind of like help people learn about science a bit more which yeah. would be quite nice and we're, yeah. we're not trying to like sort of patronize you in any way it's just like obviously some people just genuinely don't know something which is absolutely fine yeah i mean i would not know this if i didn't have like a degree or like have research into <laughs> it this week so uh yeah so anyway here we go let's stop blabbering about so it and let's do it amy 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 yes sam first of all I'm sure everyone wants to know if you've not already told them. But how did it go? Oh, uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, just like the basic premise, how did like the whole sort of scenario go? Yeah, I mean, like it's not as scary as people make it out to be. So like having an MRI scan is pretty cool, in my opinion. And I think like, so I kind of said this last week, but obviously none of you heard it. So let's say it again. Um, <laughs> but basically... <laughs> I'd been told a few stories by like people that I know who had been for MRI scans. So my grandma had been for one and said it was the most horrifying experience of her life. <laughs> and she was really scared about it. But she is also slightly claustrophobic. Okay. And she she just doesn't really deal well with like loud noises or tight spaces or any of the things that an MRI scan puts you through so being so, stuck in a giant magnet on a gantry to sort of like really isn't not her. really ideal is it <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so, so she so like uh walking in the door step one like you sign in you get in uh, and they say okay we're gonna go in in a couple of hours or like a couple of minutes what's the sort of first thing that they sort of ask you to do are you fully clothed for this or are you sort of like in a gown for this or what's the I think it depends on what they're looking at, but I'm 
because mine was my brain. I don't know why on camera I'm pointing to my brain for you <laughs> to know what that means. <laughs> you know what my brain is. Anyway, um, I think it depends on what they're looking at. So because mine was my brain, I could wear my clothes. I didn't have to wear like a gown or anything like that. Yeah. But obviously you can't wear anything that's metal because it's a magnet. So that yeah. wouldn't be very clever. Um, and obviously you have to let them know if you have like any piercings or tattoos or anything which I have piercings don't have tattoos yeah. Um, but yeah I think it's to do with like uh, if you've used like dodgy ink in a tattoo well it might not yeah, be dodgy like ink but like, like metal or something, yeah. yeah but like metal containing ink is gonna pull your tattoo out your skin <laughs> possibly <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, doesn't sound fun at all so. no it doesn't it sounds like a form of torture um but yeah so i had to not wear anything metal and then obviously they ask you like a ton of security questions like obviously if you've got any metal implants or if you like um and that doesn't uh, include like fillings or anything because fillings aren't ferrous so yeah if you, so if, if you feel like they're gonna pull your teeth out you the metal in your teeth isn't magnetic yeah. so don't worry <laughs> yeah so i think it's most things that will go in your body anyway will not be magnetic for that reason. Yeah. It's the same if anyone's got like a false hip or anything. It's not gonna yeah. <laughs> but they um, they ask like, um, have you got any uh, like, what, what, how do they phrase it? Oh, have you had any injuries where metal fragments were um, entered your body? And I was like, well, like Iron Man. No. Uh, yeah, I think it's more like if you've had like an, a car crash or something, yeah. and if you've like had like shrapnel go into you. Um, but yeah, <laughs> when she asked it, I was a bit like, no. <laughs> and there was loads of questions like, um, have you ever had anything wrong with your kidneys? Have you ever had um, any hearing problems? Have you ever had surgery on your ears? Have you ever had surgery on your eye? Have you ever had brain surgery before? Have you had surgery in the past six weeks? Have you had this? Have you had that? And there was like a lot that went into the questions, but obviously it's all just like standard safety stuff. Yeah. And then obviously you have to like give them consent to do the scan and stuff. All right. And what about like, um, and what about like implants and stuff? Like, is there anything in towards, towards like, um, like, I don't know, like the coil or the rod or anything like that. Is there anything that could be <laughs> particularly like noteworthy that you like? Did they sort of say, okay, the, like there might be something that we need to sort of just double check first or anything like that? Like I know some people go really sort of like old timey and put like metal stuff in there. So <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so I I have the copper coil, so obviously I had to let them know about that. Um, but obviously it's not magnetic again yeah, it's copper, for the reason so. that. Yeah, one, it's copper, and two, it would be very silly to make an implant that is magnetic Yeah. in the current age. Um, but yeah, so anything that you've got implant-wise, don't worry about it, just let them know. As long as you've not got some like iron in you somewhere, you'll probably be all right. So it's not necessarily that intrusive then, there's no like sort of... No, it's a non-invasive technique, isn't it? So yeah. it's literally just... Basically what happened was I'd gone in, you have to take your shoes off, obviously leave all your belongings in a locker outside because obviously you can't take your phone in or anything like that. Um, but you basically lay down on the table, like a flat bed table thing. Um, and then like for, because I had one of my brain, 
there's like a little horseshoe insert that you put your head in and then they put like a little box like a cage sort of thing around your head and i think that that's basically just to like align where your head is and like because it had yeah it it had like um different cutouts on your head so like i think there was like a gap for your eyes but then there was like two sort of like almost triangle shapes like above and below so i think it's more to just like so you can see but also to maybe give them a bit of a guide um and uh it's real fucking loud so it's not as bad when you're in it because you have two sets of earphones in so you have like little in-ear like the squishy earphones that you have to not earphones what am i thinking of earbuds that you have to stick in and then you have like big earmuffs like massive like the builders like sound protective yeah yeah um to obviously put on <laughs> she was like so i put the earbuds in well i put yeah i put the earbuds in and then so she was like explaining to me about like um so you get like given like an emergency like handle thing and obviously okay. if you like go into panic or anything you have to squeeze that and then that's there it'll trigger the alarm to let you out sort of thing um and she like I laid down on the bed and everything, put the earbuds in, and then she was about to put the earmuffs on me. And so she was like, "Obviously, it's really loud, so I'll put these on as well." Um, and then so she was like, "You'll, you just have to lay as still as you possibly can, because obviously they're doing scans of your brain, and if you move, you're gonna disturb the image that you get." So she's like, "Just stay as still as possible. Um, the like s- more still you stay." the fewer scans we'll have to do sort of thing because i was like what's an idea of time and so she was like oh well it can be anywhere between like 15 minutes to like an hour and like an hour and a half and so i was like okay and so she was like it just depends how like well you do the scan so she was like if we if we move we'll have to take more and everything um so she was like as a max it'll probably be 90 minutes and i was like like prepared myself for a 90 minute just like laying um but yeah so she put the headphones on me like the big earmuffs and then i think she said are you comfortable (laughs) and i was just like nod (laughs) 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 i was like i think she said are you comfortable or i was like is are you all okay and i was just like Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then she just put this like cage thing on my head and then put me in. When I say a cage thing, it's literally just like a plastic cover. It's nothing to like yeah. it's nothing scary looking. It's just like a white plastic. So like thing. chicken wire kind of thing. No, no, not even that. Just literally just plastic by the looks oh, of it. Right. Like it's white. Not plastic cage, like cage, I think metal. It's, it's like a yeah, sword. no. <laughs> I didn't mean to that. I think she called it a cage though, and I was like that spooked me a little bit at first, but it's literally yeah. just a a pl- plastic box with some holes in it. Yeah. But yeah. And then you go in and it makes loads of noise. And for the first like five to ten minutes, it's just very like slow, like rhythmic noises. So obviously like, so it's a magnet, but it's basically just going like, Bam. And then that didn't really bother me because obviously it's just like once you tune into it, you can kind of just zone out and lay there. Yeah. But it's when it all of a sudden just goes, <laughs> it's like really, really like loud, Sorry. piercing noises. Sorry. 
How does it go again? <laughs> um, so yeah, so when that does start to happen, it does give you a little bit of a jump, not going to lie. Um, and then you panic thinking, oh, did I twitch too much because I was scared of that noise? Sorry, I'm um, still laughing. <laughs> that noise around me of, um, oh, what's that meme where like, um, oh, fuck, what is it? It's, it's where like the cat goes into like a galaxy or something. It's like, beep, 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 <laughs> I hadn't thought of that in a while. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's good meme content. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you get these like really, really high pitched, sharp, fast noises, and they're a bit like they're a bit scary because they're obviously just very like it sounds like an alarm's going off, essentially, which puts oh, right. you into like fear mode. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it was all right. And then, like, once I'd kind of gotten used to it and like settled in after a few minutes, I just pictured myself on a beach on holiday, not having an MRI scan. <laughs> that was all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so eating tiramisu with a long spoon. Eating tiramisu with a long spoon. <laughs> Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is like my happy place. So yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it was all right, really. And then I think I was done after about 25 minutes, something like that. All right. So, so it was actually was sort of right. like pretty sort of in and out then. It wasn't really a long, intrusive like sort of day of no, no, imaging. It was just sort of like, oh, here's your spot. Get in. Yeah. Freak off. I mean, like, to be fair, I had gone at the time when... Obviously, so like, it's obviously taking... Oh, a role in it. hospitals well, we're so not there's not as much now, thanks. sorry we're, we're not getting any sort of revenue now just, just oh really is that COVID. a thing now? <laughs> yeah apparently oh. like on, on youtube like they're not allowed to say oh. that word at all now okay should we cut that then Shall no, I no, say uh, i'm just gonna bleep it out and um, i'm gonna replace that virus with i'll um, just say a, a dog barking okay <laughs> Okay, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, with everything that's going on, obviously they're not doing as many like scanning things and stuff like that. Um, but I am lucky to have private healthcare through my work as well. Okay. So um, it was. I think that's why I got seen so quickly as well. Um, but yeah, so it was quite quiet actually when I was there, and then yeah, literally in and out within like half an hour so it was very chill um and the staff are really lovely as well which is really obviously like really nice and necessary when you're going in something a bit like yeah well that's that's uh, probably my favorite bit about nurses in general is just the sort of the good people well just the demeanor of them there's just you never sort of unless you catch them in a really shitty mood where they've been on like an 18 hour shift and just want to go home yeah. Most nurses are just always like, Yeah, obviously you're having like a rough time with this. Let's just talk it out, get it over with. Let's yeah, make sure yeah. that you're getting this sorted properly. Yeah. In a nice way, rather than just going just fucking lay down like a toddler. <laughs> just <laughs> sit down. <laughs> they have like patience of a saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so they uh like I can't remember what sh- her title was. It was probably like radiology assistant or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I've got a couple of mates who work in um, radiology, and um, I've heard a few stories from them 
in terms of like just stupid stuff that's happened. Um, like what? Uh, one of them was some guy accidentally left his keys in his pocket. And oh then, my uh, god! And then, as just as about the, they were about to go in, someone heard his keys rattling, and he was like, "Are those keys?" And he said, "Yeah." And he was like, "We told you to leave your magnetic stuff." And he said, "Oh, I didn't know keys were magnetic." And I was like. <laughs> Uh, another on. one, um, a guy was halfway through a scan, accidentally sneezed and nutted the machine. <laughs> that was my fear. Honestly, I, there was one point, because like, you laid flat, so like your saliva starts to like, gather and you need to swallow at some point. And I was like, swallowed, and I was like, oh God, have I moved too much? And then I was like, no wait, I, I need to cough. I'm, I, I need to cough. <laughs> and I was like, don't cough, don't cough. And then obviously that's all you can think about. Um. Yeah. So yeah, but I managed to not to not manage to keep myself yeah. together for it. But that was a, a fear. Are you good? Yeah. I'm surprised I'm you managed to go without peeing for ninety minutes. <laughs> it wasn't ninety minutes, was it? It was only half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, when when they said to you we're gonna it could be up to an hour and a half, you was like, "Yep, yeah, that's fine." I, I was just... like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I was more worried about like laying on a flat table. I was more worried about my back stiffening and not being able to get up. <laughs> Oh, lovely. I'm an old lady. <laughs> um, but yeah, over the oh, bands. Well. Anyway, gonna... right. So now we're going to go on to the sort of nerdy science yes. stuff. Let's talk about um, science. So these machines, as we ex- uh, sort of briefly went over a minute ago, is that they are just big old magnets. Big old magnets. Why, yeah, why is that relative to how it works? Well, that's a big question. With a big answer, which I'm going to try and explain. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm just going to dive into my explanation. And okay. you can ask questions along the way if you like. Sounds good. So, MRI stands for Magnetic Resonance Imaging. So, as we've already discussed, it's all non-invasive and everything like that. Um, and... It's a type of scanning that doesn't expose you to any form of radiation, unlike other thought forms of imaging. So, like X-rays and stuff like that is obviously it's a is it an alpha emitter or gamma emitter? Uh, it's a gamma emitter. Gamma emitter, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, as one as an alpha, that doesn't even <laughs> go through your skin. Anyway, <laughs> so like obviously, other types of scanning have certain risks with them. MRI is particularly low risk, which is why it's used quite commonly if you're able to get to see the things that you want to see. So, um, MRI is pretty good at providing high spatial resolution, which is basically just a term for saying it's able to show you where things are pretty well and you can see it quite clearly most of the time. And it's in like 3D space as well, so you can get like a full 3D representative image rather than just a flat sort of guess of where it is. Yeah, so obviously it's very good for imaging the body. Um, And it works best when there's a high contrast between different tissues. So um, between like your bloodstream or your like fatty tissues or muscles and things like that, you want to be able to distinguish what you're looking at. So generally with diseased and non-diseased tissue, the image works best if you have a good resolution between something that shouldn't really be there so for example like a lesion or a tumor or um something that's in your bloodstream but we can come to that later on 
So okay. um, you, if you do have to go to, for a scan, you might hear of, thing, of something called MRI with contrast, which means that they'll give you a contrast agent beforehand. So they'll basically inject you or um, give you like an oral pill of a drug to swallow and then that makes its way into your bloodstream and it basically means that they can highlight your bloodstream within a scan. Is we'll it a drug? About. Yeah, I guess so. Well, not a drug, no. But no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's an imaging agent, isn't it? So, like, yeah. the whole point of um, contrast agents is just so that you can highlight a certain feature. Yeah, because it, like the actual represented image is just black and white. It's not necessarily like a... a full spectrum of colors that shows no. like every single thing what it looks like in true nature's color yeah so uh to well like one gray might look some very similar to another similar tissue that might be over just a similar sort of amount of the same atom that you're looking at yeah so for example like the stream doesn't really show particularly well it'll just tend to be dark and um nothing highlighted about it so um, clinical, clinicians will use a contrast agent to highlight the bloodstream, meaning that it tends to go maybe like, well, depending on which type of scan you do, it'll make the contrast brighter, so it'll make your bloodstream brighter rather than it being just black. And that has some sort of targeting agent, so you're going for specifically something that wants to be targeted or something that wants to be contrast compared to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, so so obviously there are benefits to using um MRI in that it's pretty, it's relatively harmless to patients compared to like CT scans or yeah, anything with sort of like um radio traces or anything yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah, um, and so basically MRI works by applying a magnetic field across the patient and you use a specific radio frequency to pull to probe um an atom of choice so when i say probe i just mean to investigate an atom of choice so something that you're looking to find um so if we have an atom that we want to look at and we know every atom consists of protons neutrons and electrons so if you did gcse chemistry you'll know that protons are positive, neutrons are neutral, and electrons are negative. And neutrons and protons are held in the nucleus of the atom, and the negative electrons are held in orbitals around the positive nucleus. Um, So if we take the nucleus and imagine it as that centre, if we then imagine a positive charge on the nucleus... Um, and we put a stick through it, so like a pole. Yeah. And it is we... now a nu- nucleus kebab. It's now a what? A nucleus kebab. A nucleus kebab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine a, a donut kebab rotating on a spit for a second. <laughs> That's what we're working with. So your nu- uh, your nucleus is held on a pole essentially and is spinning around that pole um so it's like the center of the pole it's not on top of the pole yeah it's in the middle and it's directly through the middle of the nucleus as well um so if we imagine that 
And with that nucleus in a constant spin around the axis, which is called nuclear spin, yeah. inventively, um, and then we have our negative electrons moving around within their orbitals around the nucleus. Um, it creates a magnetic moment. So obviously you've got moments where positive and negative are very close or then very far apart. Yeah. And you create this um, magnetic moment. Um, so how do we apply it to the human body? Like, why is this important? So when we do a MRI scan of the body, what we're essentially doing is looking for water and within water we have hydrogen yeah because like so, a, a, a mri is basically just a big nmr machine so it's yeah. just basically looking at what you would do if you was like a, a chemist in a lab using just a simple nmr with like a tiny sample thing but instead of the tiny sample thing it is now a big old human <laughs> a big old human human sized nmr <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah, essentially. And for our non-chemist friends, I'll explain what that actually means. So, um, we said earlier that we can probe a, spe- a specific atom. In this instance, it would be hydrogen because that's the most abundant element that there is in the body. Um, obviously, it's part of fatty acids or... Um, Obviously, our body's massively made up of water. Yeah, so carbon chains and stuff like that. There's loads. Yeah, so a lot, a lot of hydrogen in your body. So that's what we mainly tend to look at because it's the most abundant. Um, you yeah. can do and it's it because f- like pro- protons are super easy as well. Anyway, it's just because they are sing- like just a, an, an electron and a proton. You don't really yeah. have to do it. And you it's don't the have most to look for anything else. Yeah, so it's the most simple element essentially because we can we know that there's one proton in the nucleus and then one electron floating around. So it makes it very simple in terms of explaining this as well, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the best things are simple, so that's good. Even though the concept of this is not simple whatsoever, so yeah. um, please do try to follow along. <laughs> um, so with you just saying it's basically a big NMR scan of the body for our non-chemist friends... NMR is something that we use in particularly in chemistry and organic chemistry um, to define our structures or determine our structures. So say, for example, if we made a particular molecule compound in the lab, we would then use some type of structural determination to figure out if we have made what we think we've made. Um, So it's basically a form of analysis for us. and it's really simple and really easy to use and you can get an answer in a few minutes on depending on how big your structure is as to if you've made the right thing or not. So it's something that chemists use daily and obviously it's used in the medical industry daily. Um, so, like we said earlier, hydrogen's nucleus is made of only one proton and it has a nuclear spin of a half. Doesn't really mean too much right now, but we shall delve deeper. So, when we do an an MRI scan, the human body starts off in a B0 state, and this is basically the state where all of the spins are exactly the same, So, and they're all in the same position. 
So it's a homogeneous magnetic st- magnetic field which we use to polarize our spins. So we create magnetization with these spins and it can basically define the axis that we're setting. So the spin of all of the nuclei, so if we imagine them on our rods, they're all then aligned um, in parallel or in anti-parallel to the magnetic field. So they all start off, if we just imagine horizontally. Yes. Is this making any sense? Yeah. Okay. You sure? I could picture it, yeah. Okay. Like I said, like uh, for uh, for anyone that's like lost or anything, we're gonna we're gonna put like in the description just like as a time code of like what kind of things we're talking about to relative like to like a picture, just so you can be like, oh right, that's what they meant. Yeah. And then they can sort of follow along with how we're talking at the moment. Yeah. And hopefully not get lost through the whole sort of <laughs> barrage of like random words that sound like gibberish you'll hear a lot of spin a lot of magnetic field a lot of aligning and de-aligning and shit like that but i'll try my best to explain it so basically we apply a magnetic field and it aligns everything exactly the same and let's say that they're all parallel to the magnetic field which would just be flat and horizontal um what then happens oh okay so this has to happen so that we have a clear distinction between different spin states of the element. So um, it's commonly known in, I guess, uh, like NMR language and to chemists as shimming, which basically aligns everything in the same direction um, to the magnet. So it's setting basically zero. Yeah, get rid of all the background. Just making yeah. sure that it's nice and uniform. Yeah. Um, and then basically what happens is we have a short burst or excitation pulse of a radio frequency energy, which is chosen. So this um, radio frequency is applied and this gives us the B1 state. And that then changes all of the spins to perpendicular. So they then go into a vertical position. So normally we tend to do a 90 degree pulse, which again, chemists may have heard of, but basically all that means is we're aligning everything from being horizontal to then going to vertical. So we apply a radio frequency energy and the nuclei in the center, so that's our ball and our sticks, Basically, they absorb the energy and then that causes them to de-align. So going from that horizontal to vertical um, and it gets them into this excited state, which is in a higher energy level. Um, And then once the excitation pulse is turned off, so once we stop powering this energy into the um, nuclei, they then immediately start to relax back down. and they will re-emit a photon of radio frequency energy. So, um, the process of re-emitting a radio frequency pulse after absorbing the radio frequency pulse is known as relaxation. So this going, relaxing back down to how it previously was, so now we're talking from vertical to horizontal, that's known as relaxation. 
and that's probably the most important process in MRI because that basically should be different for each of the different sort of types of tissues so difference in relaxation time gives difference in color which then means we have a difference in visualization from healthy tissues to disease tissues for example so the relaxation process is where the photon is a photon is re-emitted and that's detected by the magnetic resonance machine and then is used to generate the image so obviously relaxation time is very important um it's time dependent and is characterized by a rate constant known as relaxation time again very inventive <laughs> but obviously so like i said this difference in time is what gives us our distinction between different tissues um however there are two different ways that this can be obtained and this depends on the type of mri that you have so they're known as t1 and t2 so t1 and these are just differences in relaxation um so t1 is when the nuclei lose energy to the surroundings so nuclei in a magnetic field have a net magnetization um, which upon excitation with the radio frequency so that again going from horizontal to vertical will de-align by 90 degrees um, and the time taken for 63% of this magnetization to return to its original state is known as t1 so that essentially it's just the vertical to horizontal losing energy to to the surroundings yeah um t2 is what's known as spin spin relaxation so this is when the energy of the excited proton in the nucleus is transferred to a nearby nuclei so it's transferred to a different nuclei um instead of transferring it to its surroundings and It's basically called spin-spin because it spins its way down. So instead of just going from horizontal, uh, sorry, from vertical to horizontal, just in a pretty straightforward manner, you have this like spinning around an axis until it reaches its horizontal. It sort of spins as like helically as well as going from parallel to horizontal yeah so if you imagine like horizontal sorry yeah so i'm trying to imagine how might be good to visualize this so it's kind of like if you had like maybe this might work like a dreidel so obviously there's like a point to it and eventually it falls but it will spin and it'll start to bevel and then it'll fall yeah. Does that make sense in anybody else's head but mine? <laughs> <laughs> I think people I get it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But basically, it it's like, it's like, spins it's like an upside down traffic cone falling over. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so where was I? So we call it spin spin because one, we have the process of it spinning down on the axis but then we also have the nucleus still spinning away like we said earlier yeah so spin spin double spin double spin (laughs) um as we mentioned earlier 
nucleus rotates around its axis and that possesses the nuclear spin. And then we have the process um the presence of the magnetic field means that the nuclei also processes about the magnetic field, which is gives something called the llama frequency, which is not llama like the animal, it's L A R M O R. Just to dis- a distinction. Larmor. Not llama. But so basically, um I think Dr. Is going to listen to this, and, just and he's like, going to go. I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Side note. Not to me. I taught you this for four years. <laughs> he never taught me actually. I was very lucky to you teach know? alongside yeah. him, but he never taught me. I think no, he... he he taught me um inorganic NMR for yeah, uh two years I think. Yeah. See, I did and then it. I had my, uh, Doctor <laughs> for. Organic, yeah. and then I had some other sort of NMR in there as well. I can't remember what I had, but <laughs> bless yeah. you. Ah, so yeah, no, never taught me. So this is why I'm not very good at explaining it, because <laughs> <laughs> basically I got taught this in just here's a textbook, read. Yeah. Were basically the notes before me. Well, no, it wasn't even so much doing it. It was literally like, you should have seen the notes that we had. It was literally like a booklet that was just all text. It was literally taken from a textbook that the person, I think he may have wrote. But it was literally just chunks and chunks of text, which made this really difficult to learn because it's not a simple process. But oh, no, Well, I got all mine thrown at me once. So um, I had, oh no, well, that's not true. I had organic NMR for... In second year, and they sort of um, that that was quite straightforward. Just talking mm. about like j j constants and stuff like that, and all the different what like yeah peaks are relative to like I don't know like ligand groups and stuff like that. Organic and NMR, then, absolutely fine. Yeah. Structural determination, <laughs> love it. Piece piece. The actual how it works. Yeah, and then yeah, then we got to inorganic NMR and <laughs> did it, and it was I got it. It's a. It was a little more difficult, but I understood it quite well. And then, well, you had I a. Had, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, then, uh, yeah, then my masters, I had inorganic NMR, EPR, Mossbauer, and some other stuff within six months. Yeah. And I wanted to jump out a car. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I didn't want to say his name because I thought. It might be a bit. If I if mean. I feel like taking it out, I'll take it out. But but it was who I had for inorganic NMR in year two and maybe year three. But I don't think we did. I did it in year three because I stopped doing like phys chem and stuff like that. So it might have been second yeah. year. But yeah, he made it so hard to learn because it was literally just all text and there was the the first day of his lectures was. He was like, this is a really hard concept to grasp. Um, so it's really quite tricky. Um, guys tend to be a little bit better at it because they can tend to visualise things a little bit better than girls. So, sorry. And, and that was like, it. And it's super shady like, the, like to say all this, but he is literally the guy who wrote the book. Yeah, exactly. NMR and EPR and Mossbauer and all this. Exactly. Stuff. So, like, he's, it's strange to hear it come out of his mouth. 
when you know that for a fact that he knows his shit to such a degree. The thing is, as well, <laughs> we had like 250 people in our year. So it, was oh, a, right. it must have been a lot harder to teach. But I think when I was teaching some of the inorganic labs with... <laughs> he, just in the way that he explained it to them then, was so much simpler, which it needs to be, like... It needs to be understandable because otherwise, if you don't understand the basics, you won't get the rest of it. Yeah. But like, I thought he did a fantastic job from what I'd seen. Um, but yeah, we didn't get that. <laughs> You're a fantastic teacher. Really enjoyed working with you. Really miss you quite a lot. Um, yeah. Big up to you. I, Please I tell me like, where I, I went like wrong. I like your random comic strips that you put halfway through the. Uh... <laughs> After the presentations of just like really morbid songs. See, I never got to see those. Oh, they were phenomenal. Because like, he's he like I I don't know if it's just his shtick or whatever, but to make people feel as comfortably awkward as they possibly can. Comfortably awkward. <laughs> yeah, like because people will just sit there and just pretend that they're paying attention. And then he'll oh, throw yeah. a, such a fucking curveball by putting a comic strip in of saying, like, I used to be happy, then then I divorced you, now I'm extremely happy. And <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then people be like, what? And then they start paying attention again. And then he starts teaching again. And you're like, that's genius. <laughs> that's great. That's brilliant. That's what you need to do because so many of my lectures were literally just like drone on and on yeah. and on. And you've lost attention. Just for people it's trying to explain it so. It. There's a reason that like it's its own degree and it has yeah, 100%. like and it takes years to sort of like master is because it is a very very difficult it, subject to understand. It's big, and there's it's so many big. sort of subdivisions of it as well, like learning yeah. spin alone and learning like the understanding like how like spin affects neighboring compounds rather than the actual element itself. Like you're listening to something coming back rather than actually listening to the element itself. And yeah. that kind of shit. You sort of think, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> just got the hang of this. Yeah. <laughs> for an all this other shit in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to keep this as simple as I possibly can while also yeah. still keeping some of the science in it. Yeah. Please Basically, let me know how uh, I've done. Yeah. MRI is just like you playing Marco Polo with a hydrogen atom and you sort of shout at it and it goes, I'm over here. And then... You, <laughs> Then that's pretty you much use it. Use a big magnet to find it, yeah. <laughs> and then it goes. Ooh. And, uh, like, and uh, one thing I wanted to uh, bring up was uh, that obviously you did mention that it uses radio frequencies. Yeah. Now a lot of people of recent have been getting really paranoid with radio frequencies. Oh god. I just want to put it out there. You've had one in your car for fucking forty years. <laughs> radio frequencies aren't that bad. Uh, they're like the the at the lower energy level of wavelengths. The sort of towards like microwaves and sort of lower stimuli ones, rather than being like up with like gamma and X ray and stuff like that, which are the harmful yeah. ones because they do have more energy. Yeah, but like I don't so think I've got the energy yeah. for this argument in this in this <laughs> podcast. If there's any five G is out there, just just no, you're wrong. It's the same as four G, just at a higher frequency. <laughs> there you go. Thing. Not a higher energy. I mean, frequency. the name gives it away as well, doesn't it? Really, let's four G, five G. Is it that much different? Probably yeah. not. You're probably all right. No, it's literally instead of being, I think it's like instead of being seven hundred megahertz, it's now at twenty three gigahertz. It's 
It's not going to kill you. You're yeah. all right. We will yeah. survive it. It's nothing anyway, to be scared of. Five Focus on over. things that are actually going to kill you. MRI. Yes. So, I think Back I understood that we pretty well. I mean, obviously, I knew it beforehand. So, like, but the way you <laughs> explained it, I feel like was a, a pretty decent explanation. And I will leave some really good papers in by and a really good book by um, Dr. Michael Lindy as well that actually sort of goes into NMR. If you want that to understand like, the basic good. concepts of spin, if you want to message us, and then um, we'll be able to give you sort of like a fair, like quite a formal understanding. But if you want to know like the really nitty gritty. There are some pretty incredible people out there that know some really ridiculous stuff with like NMR and MRI and stuff like that. <laughs> he would have been a good um, guest to have on the podcast yeah. this week. He would have been great. He would yeah, have basically age. he would ex- he would have explained it a lot better than I could. There's like Ollie's first year chemist just going into uni this year, just going, "Oh, this sounds real easy." He's like, "Oh, you have no idea." <laughs> I don't think I've made this sound easy. I think yeah. I've made people go. What the fuck is this bitch talking about? <laughs> anyway. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be really impressed if anyone manages to finish this podcast without either a nosebleed or like a brain hemorrhage <laughs> and then just been like, Sir, And then they need an MRI. Someone tried ex- <laughs> yeah, someone tried explaining an MRI. Well, someone tried explaining spin to me. And internet. now I need an MRI scan. <laughs> and now I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so on topic, obviously, um when i mentioned earlier about mri contrast agents can be used to highlight bloodstreams it would be for things like strokes or anything that goes on in your blood so if you have any clots any thing that is of concern in your bloodstream you'll probably be given a contrast agent um because a stroke is basically just a blood clot somewhere very particular like the brain or something like that so like anywhere that that contrasting agent stops you know that's where the clot is it's quite straightforward is yeah, you'll basically get like a glowing bright light and then it'll stop and then you'll be like, ah, there's a problem there. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, um, contrast agents are also used to monitor growth of tumours. So I found this quite interesting in that normally with an MRI for things like brain tumours, you might not normally need a contrast agent because if it's big enough, you'll see it anyway. So, like, it'll tend to be just, like, one solid mass. Um, However, if you've had a tumour somewhere and it's then been resected, they'll use contrast agent to monitor growth of tumours. So, something that would normally be, like, missed by, uh, like, the human eye might shine a bit brighter and be, obviously, a bit more obvious to... So gadolinium obviously being a metal, like mm-hmm. um, and it being like any other element, not in a half life or anything like that. Like, is it like a stable isotope that's going in, or is it an unstable one that you're then you're measuring the half life of it? Or is so it-, it depends on what it's attached to. So obviously, metals we know as chemists can be chelated to different ligands. And there are a number of different, um, like, FDA-approved contrast agents that all have different structures and things. Um, But, yeah, as a general, I think they have a half-life of around two hours for most of them. All right, so it is, is like, an unstable one, then. So it's, like, it's not one that's, like, another ten I think you can get, like, some prolonged photosensitivity, but obviously it depends on dosage. It depends on, like, how big the thing is that you're looking at. Yeah. It depends on which one you've actually got and all that sort of stuff. I might be 
wrong, but from the ones that I've seen, the couple that I looked into, they Because obviously, are... like, if you're working with, like, unstable metals, then you're going to have to deal with, like, toxicity and stuff like that. So I'm guessing when we were saying yeah. that it's completely non-invasive, that is only true if you're going for the one that's has that doesn't include the contrasting agent. Oh. Well, they basically just tell you to drink loads and loads of water if you've had a contrast agent, because obviously it'll go through your renal passage. So you basically just need to make sure that you flush everything out and then it's pretty safe normally um but yeah so they obviously last for the amount of time that you would need the scan to last for and they need to account for that so obviously if you have a maximum scan time of an hour and a half two hours is a pretty good length of time for you to do what you need to do there so cool but yeah but i imagine like if you had like a larger scan area then you might need something that's a bit longer lasting and there are probably different um contrast agents to like accommodate or it may not be it may just may not be worth getting an mri depending on like the scale of it or anything like that so yeah so there are pros and cons but it's uh the majority of it just being it's relatively not, safe yeah, yeah well relatively, relatively safe, harmless like, non-invasive and quite fast yeah it's pretty good yeah and then you get your image out and your doctor will tell you if you're all right or not. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But yeah. To be continued for me. Yeah. So find out soon. Anyone out there, we're gonna play a drinking game. Go back, listen to the podcast, and whenever Amy says horizontal Spin. to ver- horizontal to vertical or yeah. so <laughs> or um so and yeah. yeah, real good and at podcasting me. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just like what I'm expecting people to do is to go back, listen to it, and just go, "Okay, I'm hammered." <laughs> <laughs> if you understand, get about half hour in and just going, "Fuck." Yeah. If you no, I it. I actually thought that was quite well for someone that is doing it off the cuff. That is actually quite a good explanation of spin mri and medical imaging the thing is it's tricky with you though because you already have knowledge on the subject so if i did a decent job of explaining that if you're still listening if you're still with us please let me know if this uh made any sense to you at all yeah particularly if you're not a chemist or not a scientist and again if you want any information like or sort of legitimate information or like peer-reviewed well thought out sort of theorized information about how it all works or like what you're like say if you're going to go for a scan soon and you want some sort of key information about what's going to happen mm. send us a dm or just go on twitter or something and just let us know and yeah. we'll be like hey guess what don't worry yeah we got and you if you have to go for an mri scan it's not as scary as it sounds yeah. it's not like you don't need to be t- scared of it there's nothing that can hurt you if you have a fear of tight spaces, then yeah, it's probably not going to be very nice. But I yeah. kept my eyes closed for the entire thing just for the sake of like, I just didn't want to move. And I was yeah. like, so conscious about saying still that I had like my hand on my side <laughs> and my fingers went numb <laughs> because nice. I was not moving that much. <laughs> I was literally just like, do not move an inch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, so yeah, it's literally just a, a big old magnet and the big banging noises are just them turning the magnet on and off yeah that's all the excitation pulses yeah. that you hear 
and it's it just literally makes... them just going gong 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 gong. It's just right yeah. on off on off on off. It's not like the machine's breaking or like they're powering laser beams into your brain. Mm. Or like... To be fair, the I think it was like the first set of pulses sounded a little bit like an alarm. So it was like for ages, and I was like. Is this like a fire alarm? Do I need to no, I think get it's just they don't want people to walk in and throw off the yeah, of course. machine. Because obviously if they've got a, a, a ton magnet sort of pulsing. You don't want anyone walking past You don't want anyone walking pocket. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want anyone walking in with any sharp metal objects just going directly straight to you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it was not too bad. Obviously like the not knowing and like having to go for a scan and not knowing why you're having like certain symptoms or whatever, obviously that's scary, and yeah. that's the reason why you're going to see yeah. a specialist about it. Or and also, uh, like, unfortunately, the return times for scans aren't the quickest. So I reckon that's the the bit that most people get bothered about is the impatience. Of, well, not impatience, just a sort of worry of between results and the actual test itself, because it can take like up to a month. So yeah, I mean. Like I said, I'm quite lucky in in that I have private healthcare. Yeah. Um. So I should have the specialists calling me back. They said around t- two weeks. Um. Yeah. And then if it was any more than that, to then just call them. But um, yeah, I don't know what it would be like for like an NHS wait time or anything like that. Yeah. So but like, if you if you're like, if your information is taking longer than you expect, so it doesn't mean anything. Bad no. or like obscure it's just it just means that it's taking longer because they're incredibly busy it's not yeah. like oh shit how do we tell them let's wait another week <laughs> see yeah. if they calm down <laughs> no you've got to have um radiologist needs to have time to look at it obviously they've got to have the yeah. time to do it in the first place they need to look at it look at the results send them to your doctor the person who referred you for it they've then got to find the time between all their patients to then call you and then obviously they call you but yeah I definitely was very like anxious last week when I just sort of like just had it and I was just thinking like you know what could come back but I think I'm okay. I, I don't know but I think I'm okay. I think um, it's um it's one of those things where it always feels like it's the worst case scenario and you sort of like oh well this is obviously just going to this is me dying. I'm I'm dead. This is fun. it's nice <laughs> knowing you all. I'm dead. Yeah. But uh, most of the time, it's uh, it's it's nothing. Cause yeah, I mean, like, so I probably should have said this at the start, but the reason that I got sent for an MRI scan is because I've been having really bad migraines pretty much every day. They're really like not patterned in any way. They're very fucking painful. <laughs> Feel like I have like a fucking ice pick going through my head at all hours of the day, right here on top of my head, um, which you can't see, but Sam Woo! can. <laughs> I think people can, like, I, I don't think they're that thick, they don't know where the top of your head is. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just right fucking here, though. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Wait, do you know, do you know like, someone's w- head? Do you know where the top is? It's right there. <laughs> it's just right there. Um, but yeah, I've been like prone to getting migraines since I like was in my teens. So they disappeared for a couple of years, and it was absolutely lovely. And now they're back with a vengeance to ruin my life. 
So doctor thinks it's probably fine and I got sent for an MRI scan just to be sure. But let's see. I just think you've got a massive head. Thanks, mate. (laughs) I think it's my brain saying, Amy, stop taking on more than you can physically do. (laughs) Which is very likely. I think Finishing got... a PhD and working full time is very stressful, and also doing a podcast and um, anything else that I'm currently doing. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've just got big, big brain. <laughs> big brain, super, yeah. super big brain, that it's grown too big for my head. Oh well, well, if anyone Yay. likes this one this week, um, I'm doing next week's, and I'm going to be doing um, PET or positron emission tomography. So, if anyone wants to find out more info on that, then have a listen. So, it's basically just going to be talking about how um, atoms split and um, gamma emission and scintillation crystals. Sexy sounding science. Not really. Just scintillation crystals are just, they take in light and they give a frequency off. Yeah. Sounds cooler. (laughs) Uh, so yeah. possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, if anyone wants to learn any more about pet, um, have a listen next week. It should be fun. Yeah. Sam will probably do a better job ex- ex- explaining <laughs> things than I will. So, yay! Anyway, right. <laughs> Thank Bye you all everyone. for listening. Stay safe. Follow- wait, wait, wait. What? We need to say thank you, everyone, and we need to say followers on the social medias. We have Instagram and Twitter, Periodical B and Periodical Banter. Sorry, I thought we already did that. <laughs> no, we haven't. All right. um, we'll post some do nice the pictures things. to try and explain what we talked about this week. I don't really do social media that much, so I am, it'll mostly be Amy you'll be talking to, so if you don't like me, hey. that's probably for the better. <laughs> <laughs> don't like you. Okay, cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. See you next week. Stay safe. Don't do anything bad. Like uh, closer than two meters to someone because that would be a good idea. And also, face masks do not prevent you from getting anything if you get closer than two meters to someone. Just putting it out there. People in Asda, literally, you meant to keep this two meters away from people. Me and I had gone to Asda. This guy reaches over a shelf behind me, like literally reached his full body over me and he had a mask on, but I saw him get out of his car and he didn't take any fucking safety precautions whatsoever. He just slung a mask on his face and thought he'd be all right still chatting on his phone. Just because it doesn't go in your mouth doesn't mean that you're not going to get it. He was an idiot. And I was literally just like, (laughs) you're meant to be two meters away from me. And he went, yeah, I've got a mask on. I was like, it's not going to do anything if you don't do the rest of it. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty pointless. What, one of my one of my mates put an old pair of tights over his mouth, um, thinking that that was going to be as useful as a mask. And I was like, "Do a you scarf like, is not going to help you?" Also, the, was, um, you just sort of think to yourself, "Do you know, like, a chicken fence? Do you yeah. think that'd stop flies?" No, that's a good point. Look at the size of the paws in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if I can see your face, then the holes in the tights are too big. Like, think how big a virus is. Just think. Even if you couldn't see them, it's going to be like... (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway. Yes. Stay home. Stay safe. Stay the fuck away from people. And wash your nasty hands. Yeah. Uh, Just wash everything. Thank you. As a whole, just just be be a washy person. 
be a washy person yeah. and be wash that attitude. Just fucking be a socially distant person. Also, um, anyway. and yeah, just don't be don't be nasty. Don't be a dick. Yeah, hey. that should be all the Ten Commandments could be like rolled into one. There, just don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. That's my motto for life. Don't be yeah. a dick, and you'll be all right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Little mini rant Bye. at the end of the episode over. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye yeah. all. Bye everyone.